and yet something is missing. Something that you wish you could obtain. In a culture that placed value on a couple having children, they had none. Then in Luke 1, beginning in verse 11 through the 13th verse, we read the following. All at once, (laughs) all at once. Do you know what all at once means? All at once means you're living completely normally just to have something happen that you simply did not see coming. All at once, an angel from the Lord appeared to Zechariah at the right side of the altar. Zechariah was confused (laughs) and afraid when he saw the angel. But the angel told him, don't be afraid. God has heard your prayers. Your wife, Elizabeth, will have a son. And you must name him John. Now these folks are old folk. Old folk. Can you imagine that if Zechariah channeled his inner sarcasm and hears the word of the angel saying, we've heard your prayers, your wife's going to be pregnant. Right here, as an old man and an old woman, he would he would probably thinking if didn't blurt right out and say, it's about time. Really? Now? That's just bedardism coming out at me. I apologize. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the tryptophan from your turkey is still in overdrive in many of you. The angel's encounter with Elizabeth and Zechariah reminds us of something. It reminds us that God's timing, keep in mind this is God's timing, is always perfect even when it seems untimely to us. We always pray, God, I need this happening, but I need it now. Because that's how we roll. That's how we operate. We need X, Y, or Z to happen in our lives because of whatever circumstances that we actually see. And yet it doesn't happen in our time because God's timing is perfect even if God's timing seems untimely to us. Just as Elizabeth, who was obviously thought to have been well past her childbearing years, Elizabeth conceives a child in her old age. We can trust God in the good times as well as in the untimely times. Through our challenging events in lives, in our lives and through the times that we're coasting well, there will be surprises 
a long life's way. That's how it works. We have no way to control life and its outcomes if we don't know God. You throw God into the mix and suddenly not only does life just happen, but the sovereign will of God has a funny way of introducing itself into our lives when we least expect it. There will be blessings beyond our imagination. That's true. There will be struggles that also may bring us to our knees. Yet, we have this promise from God's Word. Isaiah chapter 41. This promise, verse 10. So, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. As I look across the congregation this morning, I was seeing people who were in various places in their worship, some of whom were definitely straining and struggling under the weight of whatever it is they're, they're confronting in life and what is confronting them. But yet, in the middle of that, you know that despite the fact that you're not Mary or Joseph, despite the fact that you're not Zechariah or Elizabeth and your name is going to be put up in lights in the biblical hall of fame, we still, as individual people, in the kingdom of God, blood-bought by the cross of Jesus Christ, we have the promise that we do not need to fear. He is with us. Don't be dismayed. He's your God. He will strengthen you and He will help you. He will uphold you with His righteous right hand. That is our promise today. Now, I wasn't there despite the fact that my youngest thinks I'm really old. I wasn't there. Did you hear that? You got it? But I can imagine that Zechariah, who was no idiot, he is well educated, he knows his Torah, he has uh, been schooled as a priest. I can imagine that Zechariah might have quoted this verse from Isaiah to his wife, a very shocked Elizabeth, as she realizes that. She's going to be giving birth in what we understand to be her twilight years. Now, girls, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been a girl in a day in my life. I don't identify as one now. That was supposed to be funny. Obviously didn't fly. My sincerest apologies. I've never been a girl. But if you were a girl well, well advanced in years, who in all natural concepts couldn't have a child because your biology, your anatomy doesn't work that way anymore. Add to that 
the notion that you're barren and your anatomy doesn't work in the first place. All of a sudden, as an old woman, you're told, guess what, honey? You're about to get pregnant. I can imagine what kind of a response that a woman in those shoes, how she would do, what she would say. And I would think, and it's just me. It's just me. I'm a Neanderthal. I'm totally Cro-Magnon. I'm a guy. I don't know about you girls. You know what? Have you, who here has seen the book written by, I don't remember who the author was, but it's a big old thick book. It's about this big, great, great old big book. Everything men know about women. Has anybody ever seen that book? As you open it, every single page is blank. All of them. There's not even a copyright. The picture of the author is some guy sitting there going, I don't know how you would respond. I can imagine, of all the comedies that I've ever seen on in, in TV and in the movies and so on and so forth, I can just imagine that the first thing that she would do would be sit there going, Zechariah, he's kind of like, and she's like, then she starts looking for something to throw. And he goes, steps behind the door, hey, honey. And she says, What? I'm going to what? And then it probably, for a moment, it just, just, just a moment goes downhill from there before it comes back up. And the reality of what's happening in the, in the realm of the Spirit. She probably said that if she didn't scream that out loud. Yet God was working in her life. And simultaneously, now think about this, simultaneously while working in her life, He's preparing her. Preparing her for a job on yet another facet of God's will that she could never have imagined. What would that be? He was preparing her to be a significant voice in the ear of a very young and likely very, very worried teenage girl. So not only is God preparing a way for the one who is going to prepare the way. But he's prepping John's mom to be able to uplift and influence Mary. The words, do not fear, for I am with you, would have been appropriate for her and Zechariah. 
If you are experiencing you today, right here, sitting at CWC, if you're experiencing an untimely time in your life, please hear this, because it's important. God is for you. And equally important is that God is with you. Amid life's disruptions, do yourself a huge favor and put your trust in in Him. The next thing we see is an unexpected encouragement. Let's go back now. Let's just pivot. Get off of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Let's pivot and let's go back to Mary. She's been informed by an angel that she, a virgin, will conceive a son who is to be called Jesus. Also, that her much older relative, Elizabeth, was also going to give birth. And here, Luke, in the same chapter, Luke chapter 1, this continues in verses 39 through 45. Now listen to this. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child that you will bear. But Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to see me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill His promises to her. Wow! Mary and Elizabeth's joyful greeting reminds us of the power of community and encouragement. Elizabeth exclaimed of blessed are you. May have been the first positive words that Mary had heard for days or even weeks. Now think about that. As the church, our job is to be an encourager, an encouragement. That's what our job is. And if you see someone in, in need of encouragement, look at me, church. Just do that. You don't have to get a thing from it. No one has to know about it. No one has to write your name down and say, you cannot imagine what so-and-so did. Do you have any idea what Roger did today? No, you, you, you don't need that. What I mean, I promise you that Elizabeth was not sitting there thinking, you know, this is going to get written down. I better play this good. Because this is, going to be in, this is going to be in God's Word, so I better play this upright. She didn't do that. This was just her natural, what, what was within her pouring forth. And you shall have rivers of living water. Amen? That's what we are. Take that opportunity. Seize it. 
Because that may have been the first positive words that poor girl at that time, teenager, scared to death, had heard in who knows how long. In a world that's not unlike our own, we are often obsessed with judging others. This relationship between these two cousins shows us the strength that comes from supporting and uplifting one another. This is a bad time of year for many people. This is when Christ's body should show out. Amen? But even more so, it shows us the strength that comes in trusting God's Word. Again, reading from Isaiah's prophecy, the 40th chapter, beginning in verse 29. We have these words concerning God. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Zechariah could have turned to that very passage to encourage Elizabeth. He could have turned to that same passage to encourage Mary. Or, while they were both camped out there, he could have done it for both of them. We'll never know for sure, but what is evident is this. During this season, as we exchange gifts and as we share time with our loved ones, let's all Remember just how important it is to be a source of encouragement in each other's lives. And may we not overlook the words from Isaiah. In our weakness, God is made strong. Why is that? Because instead of trying to figure everything out on our own, we rely on Him. Whether young or old, may we run and not grow weary. May we walk and not be faint. As we follow where God leads, may we run and not be weary. May we walk and not be faint. Just follow Him. And finally, finally we experience an unmatched miracle. In our ever-disrupted lives, may we pause this Christmas season to embrace the untimely timing that life brings our way. May we look for opportunities to be that source of unexpected encouragement among those we encounter. Look for that opportunity. We look, I mean, let's be honest, Friday, did anybody go out Black Friday? Is there anybody that nuts? Cliff, you're a crazy man. Tina, you're nuts. Let's be honest. We go out at places like Black Friday or we peruse the internet on Cyber Monday and what are we doing? 
We're hunting. We're looking for opportunity. In these cases, we're hunting and looking for opportunity to spend hard-earned money on Christmas stuff. Right? Well, at this time, let's be on the hunt. It's the season. I mean, let's be honest. Suicide rates go through the roof right now at this time of year. As sad as that sounds, somebody needs encouragement. And the reality is, you just smiling, you allowing someone to go in front of you, you holding a door, you doing a thousand things that our world is attempting to turn its back on could be the difference in somebody's life or at least someone's day. We need to scour our days in search of unexpected opportunities to extend encouragement. And by encouragement, what I mean is the love of Jesus in a smile, in an action, in a word. I'm going to be honest with you guys. As dark as this place is anymore, the world does not need your judgment it needs your encouragement. That's not feel-good Bible. That's reality in the kingdom of God. He did not come into the world to condemn the world. He came into the world that everyone who would believe might have life. And then He turns around later and says, I would that you have life. Not just life, but life more abundantly. That's us, guys. That's who we are. We are the postmen of the abundant life. And by abundant life, I'm not talking about everything is a skate. Everything is smooth sailing. If you want to know uh, uh, what I mean by that, just ask Rita Miles. Hello. That's not it. Abundant life is life that not, it may be walking this sod, but it's fixated on an eternity that cannot be taken. In all the trappings and in all the window dressings that so often cloud the reason for the season, to coin a phrase, may we not miss the unmatched miracle that unfolded in the lives of those two babies born a mere six months apart so many years ago. Let's not lose focus. One, one of those two babies, the older of the two, was a voice crying in the wilderness. And this is what that voice said, prepare the way. The other, the one whom uh, the way was prepared. So the one prepared the way. The other one was the one whose way was prepared. We read this from the Gospel of the Apostle John. John chapter 1, beginning in verse 24. Some Pharisees had been uh, sent to John. This is John the Baptist. This is the older of the two cousins. 
they asked him, Why are you baptizing people if you are not the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet? What are you doing? And John turns around and he says this, I use water to baptize people. But here, with you, is someone you don't know. That's what's known in the cinema business as a cliffhanger. The next day, here's John 1 and verse 29. John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Yeah, they didn't know Him. They didn't know Him. The unmatched miracle is this. We all know this verse. John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish. Amen. But have eternal life. Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, do you know Him? If not, you need to know this. Even in the middle of life's disruptions, as our video told us earlier, there is joy saying yes to God. There is joy in saying yes to God. If you don't know Him, know this. There is joy in saying yes to God. Now, I'm about to close. During the message, we didn't say a whole lot about Zechariah. Dads, and this comes with the job. This is just the job description. They sometimes get lost in the telling of birth stories. When was the last time you heard of a guy having a baby shower? Exactly. But dads are important. Luke lets us know that Zechariah was a righteous priest who served God and God's people. In Luke's account, uh, we see that Zechariah was in the holy area of the temple, burning incense as a fragrant offering to God. This is where he was when this transaction between he and angel transpired. Little could he have known what big plans God had for him and Elizabeth. They would have a son, John. And John would prepare the way for the coming Messiah, Jesus, his cousin. A Messiah about whom Paul would later write in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and live in love. Just as Christ also loved us and gave Himself for us a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. 
we're about to leave here, this sanctuary, in just a matter of minutes. We're about to leave here. We're about to walk right out of here to Beaton Street and take a picture at a sign. Why are we doing that? Well, Rob let us all know. We're going to encourage a congregation of believers over in Israel. Let that be your first step. Let that be your first step of being an encourager this season. Amen? Now, let's be honest. Life is often disrupted. And when life gets disrupted, if that's you this season, the Lord will provide an encourager. Matter of fact, the Lord already has. He calls him the paraclete. Paraclete is Greek for the one who walks alongside. He's the Holy Ghost. And if people of God, like we are, if we are filled with the Spirit and led by the Spirit, then the paraclete, the one who walks alongside, is us. He in us coming alongside someone to be an encouragement. Amen? Let's be imitators of God as dearly loved children covered like Zechariah burning incense when the, when the uh, angel showed up covered in his fragrance. Amen? Amen. Stand with me today. Diana, I'm going to invite you to the front. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. If you don't know Him today...